Greetings in Jesus precious name. Welcome to tonight's live stream here on the Revive Nations channel. I hope that you're doing well. I hope that you're here because you're hungry. I hope that each and every one of us that has been waiting week after week to come back into the presence of God and we've been intentional to learn what God is speaking and we've been intentional to go back and meditate on what God has been teaching us that this season will be a season of tremendous growth tremendous revelations tremendous exposure to the things of God God has been pulling us deeper and deeper into himself you know when we pursue his presence what we don't understand is that we are not just pursuing an experience we are pursuing God his presence is when he when he manifest his personality among us when he manifests his heart among us when he manifests his voice among us that is when we can feel and experience his presence you know when we are pursuing his heart like never before our father has been taking us deeper and deeper every passing week and i hope that you are not just calling that sermon the word that came to us last week as just a blessed sermon and move on to the next it can sometimes become a part and parcel of our lifestyle to just listen to a word on a sunday morning and then move on to the next word that comes the next sunday it is necessary that we learn to go back and just stand on a word and to receive that word and to practice that word and to work that word out exercise that word and the more workout you do with that word the more that word will be beneficial for you it's like eating a good meal you see that meal if you don't work it out as long as you're just eating but you're not working it out that is only going to hurt your body in the long run but the more you eat and the more you work it out the more you exercise with that word the more it will become beneficial for you and you know for me i have still not completely digested the word from last weekend i have to admit that i had to keep going back to that word especially the comparison between the first adam and the last adam how the first adam was uh, translated by his association with eve and in the same way the last adam for the sake of his bride he came down and he stepped out of god's presence so that he can take us and take us to be with him and to uplift our spiritual physical emotional standards oh my god that revelation was so beautiful and so glorious it is necessary that in this season we be mindful of those people that we give our ears to that we would give our time to the people that spend time with us it is necessary that those be people that are going to help us to walk closer with god just because everybody is preaching about uh, scripture from the scripture or somebody is talking about jesus doesn't mean they are the right voice for us it is necessary that in this season we become extremely focused to understand who is the sent voice of god in our life i'm glad that i've identified that and 
I have submitted to that voice and I hope that this season you would do that as well that you would become intentional to pursue that sent voice of God in your family in your church in your city in your nation today we are going to continue to study the book of revelation and i thank god for each and every one of you who have been faithfully coming back here week after week to study you know this is uh, actually we began this to study the end times because we are living in the last days we are living in a day and a time when we need to be aware of what next what comes after this and we have to be diligent students of the word that has been given to us many a times we avoid studying these topics saying that it will happen whenever it needs to happen however it needs to happen it will happen and we ignore uh, the study of the end times but if that is so if that is how god wanted it to be then god would not have given us glimpses god would not have covered this up and put it in his holy scripture the reason god has given this to us is so that we can go into his word and we can uncover everything that god has been teaching us and ministering to us and the more that we uncover it the more it will be of practical benefit for us in fact we will receive hope we will be able to grow in our faith we will be able to grow in our understanding we will be able to grow in our revelation my hope is that this season we will just become so intentional to fix our eyes on the eternal things not to get carried away by the temporary things see there are so many things that are temporary it, you know when paul was speaking to the church at corinth in 1 corinthians chapter 13 he said there are even some giftings of the spirit which may look awesome to you guys but that's also temporary that's also not permanent when the perfect arrives the temporary things will go away so it's necessary that in this season we become intentional to pursue after the perfect and the permanent things and i'm not saying we should not uh, be learning or studying about finances or that we should not study about the gifts of the spirit or you know there's so many things that we can study on and at the same time we have to pursue the presence of god the voice of god something that we cannot live for eternity without the more we pursue that the more we will be able to bring eternal value to the time that we are investing to the conversations that we are having to the people that we are spending time with all of it will have eternal value when we pursue things that has permanency now let's go to the book of revelation and chapter 21 now here we see what has happened till now we see the seven year reign where the antichrist comes on the earth and he creates a chaos here and then the uh, the true a uh, manifestation of Christ comes down to defeat the antichrist and his people and his army that had come down to the valley of megiddo to fight the people of god to fight the kings that were uh, standing up against and standing up in rebellion against the one world government 
and we saw how Jesus the true Christ came and defeated the antichrist following that we saw the uh, the throwing of the beast and the uh, false prophet into the lake of fire and then uh, the serpent or the satan he was kept in chains in the bottomless pit for 1000 years and during this 1000 years jesus reigned upon the earth the earth was perfected the earth was uh, beautified and jesus reigned upon this particular earth this earth that we are living in and we will have the garden of eden experience during those 1000 years we will be like angels we will have glorified transformed bodies that's what the bible says during those 1000 years and we will rule and reign with jesus and it's going to be the most glorious time of this planet there has never been as amazing as awesome time that the history of this earth has seen and uh, you know that will also be a time when the environment will uh, flourish will blossom in fact the bible says all of creation is longing it is groaning it is waiting in earnest anticipation of that day when the true sons of god will manifest and it's not just talking about our seasons right now or the dispensation right now it's talking about those days when you and i we will manifest in our full glory we will be walking the earth with the power of god will be walking the earth with the transformed bodies with transformed minds and we will be uh, ruling and reigning on behalf of jesus here on the earth and even all of creation is waiting for that day because all of creation that was subjected to a curse because of the first adam will now be redeemed from that curse and now be renewed because of you and I who will walk in true submission to Jesus who is the second adam who will be walking on the earth who will be reigning and ruling over the earth and at the end of this 1000 year period we saw how the serpent will be released again for a small time a small period of time and he'll go back to his old tricks he will go back to confusing people he'll go back to lying to people he'll go back to causing nations to rise up against nations which also tells us hey there was some bit of sin even in those days see sin is not completely dealt away with there is still sin and there is still death and after that will come the great judgment throne where we see that death and grave is thrown into the lake of fire and then the serpent or satan himself he is thrown into the lake of fire and everybody whose names are not found in the lamb's book of life they are also thrown into the lake of fire and that is where we finished last time now that is the great white throne judgment according to scripture where god sits on the white throne where there is uh, this throne that is placed and the father is the one who is sitting and who is going to be judging the whole world uh, people that have lived all the way from the time of adam and eve till the last days each and every person will have to stand before the judgment 
throne of God the Father. And this doesn't include the church. This doesn't include the believers because we've already been judged by Jesus upon his arrival when he comes to reward the church. We studied about this in detail in the uh, past weeks. Now let's come to chapter 21. This is happening after the judgment of the whole world is completed. It says, Then I saw a new heaven and a new earth. For the old heaven and the old earth had disappeared and the sea was also gone. So now we see a completely renovation of uh, uh, the whole heaven and the earth. The whole universe gets renovated. See, when Jesus comes upon the earth, the universe doesn't get renovated. Jesus will rule and reign upon the same physical earth, which means you and I will be able to visit the same geographical locations with Jesus. Uh, you know, we'll be able to see how uh, Canada will be like under the rulership of Jesus. We'll be able to see how India will flourish under the reign of Jesus. We'll be able to see how Australia will uh, flourish and blossom under the voice and the leadership of Jesus. We'll see how the Middle East, oh my God, how there will be such great blossoming even in the desert under the leadership of Jesus. We will see the whole earth as it is, uh, you know, going to the next level. But after the thousand year reign is over, when the judgment seat of God the Father is placed, the Bible says the earth and the heavens will flee from his sight. And that is the time when the old heaven and the old earth will have to disappear, will have to run away because it's a, a new beginning from this point of time. See. When we see the judgment, what we don't understand is that it is not God. It is not something that God is doing to uh, hurt anybody or to destroy anybody. It is the uh, change of a particular dispensation. It is the transition into something brand new. And for that to happen, even the very elements of the earth, the, the, the physical elements like uh, the water and the, uh, you know, all the elements that we know in physics, every single thing will have to disappear. I mean to say that it will have to cease to exist, just like it was before the Big Bang Theory. Uh, before, you know, when they say that in the Big Bang Theory, there was a Big Bang and out of nothing, everything came, you know, uh, and how it was, how there was no matter, no nothing before the Big Bang happened, you know, uh, that's how the earth and the physically known universe will go back into that state and everything will disappear, the Bible says. I can understand if it is just being destroyed. No, destroyed is not what I'm talking about. See, when Noah's flood happened, the earth was destroyed. See, before Noah's flood happened, there was another flood that that hurt the entire planet. Uh, this, if you see Genesis chapter 1 and verse 2, you would see that after God created the heavens and the earth, there was water over the whole face of the earth. It was it was void. It didn't look beautiful. It didn't look like something God has created. It 
look like something that God has judged. And out of that, God said, let me separate the water and make it see. Let me separate the land and have people live on the land. See, the, the water was for judgment. What God did upon the earth as a result of the rebellion of Lucifer, as a result of the rebellion of the pre-Adamic race, you should understand that even before Adam lived on the earth, Lucifer, he used to live upon this earth. This earth was given to Lucifer and this earth was a, a place, a dwelling place for the Lucifer and, and his people and his angels and these guys, when they rebelled against God, God had to destroy the earth with water. So that water was not part of creation originally. The seas were not originally part of creation. When God created heavens and the earth, it didn't have a lot of water, but that water was added as a result of the judgment. Okay, I'll explain this at a later point, but let me just say this for now. And then a second time, you know, that from Adam till Noah, there was not even need for rains upon the earth, right? The earth was so beautiful, so blessed that there was not even need for rains upon the earth. And during the days of Noah was when rains were introduced on the earth and that rain was also introduced to in fact judge and hurt the earth to uh, pour out God's uh, wrath upon the wickedness on the earth that is how uh, rain was introduced and that is how the whole earth was once again destroyed with water and then when God does make a covenant with Noah after the flood, he tells Noah this, he says, never again will I destroy the whole earth with water. So when God says this, it almost feels like God has done this before. This is not the first time that God did it. See, if this is the first time God did it, God would just say, okay, that's it. That was the only time. But then the way that God said, never again, it almost makes it look like this was not the first time this happened. And, and Genesis chapter 1 verse 2 is proof that the fact that there was water over the whole surface of the earth. And the Spirit of God was brooding upon this waters, And everything was void and not, not everything was beautiful not everything was according to how God had created it and uh, that shows judgment because of the water and that is the water that got separated as seas and it got separated as land in Genesis chapter 1 during the creation process and uh, the uh, water got joined together into a body called sea now let's read on it says then i saw a new heaven and a new earth for the old heaven and the old earth had disappeared and the sea was also gone so what you see here is that in the new heaven and the new earth there is no sea there is definitely going to be a river 
you know we'll see that at a later point but there is going to be no seas in the new heaven and new earth because the sea was never meant to be there in the first place it was a sign of judgment it was a sign of god pouring out his wrath upon the world that is not going to be needed in the next heaven and the next earth and it says uh, that the sea it was also gone verse 2 and i saw the holy city okay the new jerusalem coming down from god out of heaven like a bride beautifully dressed for her husband now this is beautiful because uh, this is not a a construction analogy that is given here if we are talking about a a brand new earth and a brand new city that is being created or that's being prepared or made we would we would talk in terms of architecture but here it says that this is like how the bride walked into the wedding when the bride walks in the kind of respect and the kind of shouts and adoration she would receive is the same adoration that Jerusalem will receive it says then i saw the holy city the new jerusalem coming down from god out of heaven like a bride beautifully dressed for her husband see this is representative of the church this is representative of you and i see you and i we are physically right now living on the earth but you don't you know that we are seated with Christ in heavenly places so when the new heaven and earth is created we are not going to be going from down to up we are going to come from up to down read it with me one more time it says then i saw the holy city the new jerusalem coming down from god out of heaven like a bride beautifully dressed for her husband so the church will not just be coming from down to up we'll be coming up to down we are already seated with christ in heavenly places so when jesus said i am going to the father so that i can prepare a place for you so that i can prepare a place for you to enjoy and dwell in what jesus is preparing is the new jerusalem what he is doing is he is working on our spiritual uh, position in heavenly places and when this new jerusalem comes down from heaven it is not just a physical city coming down from heaven it is also the spiritual church the bride of jesus that is ready to live with jesus for the rest of her eternal life it says the bride it is dressed and it is ready and it is prepared and it is uh, all completed the work is completed and the bride will come down from heaven verse 3 then i heard a loud shout from the throne saying look god's home is now among his people he will live with them and they will be his people god himself will be with them and he will wipe 
every tear from their eyes and there will be no more death no more sorrow no more crying and no more pain and all these things are gone forever in other words something that we need to understand is that during the thousand year reign upon the earth there will still be tears okay because there still be people who are not in the image of jesus you and i will be in the image of jesus but there'll still be people on the earth that are sinful that are not submitted to the lordship of jesus so there is still going to be death there is still going to be sorrow there is still going to be tears and there is still going to be pain uh, you know there are still people that are going to die during those days it says when a person dies in his young age he will be at least 100 year old that will be young age you know uh, but then at when the new heaven and the new earth is created everything will be undone no more death from there on no more pain from there on every tear you know whatever tears you have today whatever pain you're going through because of a physical challenge or an emotional or a relational challenge i want you to remember this it's a temporary pain it's a temporary tear my dear friend my brother my sister whatever you're going through there is going to come a point when these tears will need to be wiped away you know god's not going to just make it disappear but god is going to personally wipe them away whereas the heavens and the earth god is not going to even touch them they'll just disappear but your tears wow god values them so much that say it says that he is going to personally wipe away your tears he values your sacrifices he values the things that you lost he values what you value he understands what you're going through he is personally going to wipe away your tears see it's not because god has to do it no god doesn't have to do it he just has to desire for it and all pain sorrow sickness everything will will be wiped out right and yet he enjoys doing it personally for you he enjoys spending time with you he enjoys investing his personal presence over each and every one of us and that is why the bible says now look god's home is now among his people he will live with them and they will be his people god himself will be with them that my friend is the real definition of heaven heaven is not just this nice uh, place nice fairy tale place where there'll be no more problems and no more challenges no heaven is primarily a place where god lives with his people where god lives with his church with his bride if we if we tap into this trust me we can experience that heaven here on earth we can experience his presence living among us on a daily on a consistent basis we can host his presence in our homes see if this was not possible till we hit eternity then jesus would have never asked us to pray this prayer let your will be done here on earth as it is in heaven why will jesus tell us to pray that prayer 
if it was never possible because in heaven there's going to be no tears in heaven there's going to be no pain in heaven there's going to be no sickness in heaven there's going to be no relationship challenges in heaven there's going to be perfect unity and love and grace and goodness there's going to be no poverty in heaven can i just repeat that one more time if in case you missed it there's going to be nobody with any physical lack in heaven so if jesus taught us to pray that prayer now saying lord let your will be done here on earth here in montreal here in bangalore here in india in dubai let your will be done here on earth just as it is in heaven it is so that we'll get a tiny glimpse of the glory that is awaiting us when we reach that point heaven is when god's home is now among his people when god desires and when god begins to live with his people that is what heaven really is and god would take time to wipe away every tear from their eyes so if this is where we are headed to let me remind you this you and i we can access it we can tap into it right now here today in 2021 in this dispensation we can tap into it we can have a foretaste of the glory that is awaiting us we don't have to wait for the whole antichrist to come so that our pain can be wiped away no you your pain can receive the healing touch of jesus today in spite of all that you're going through the reality of christ is still above the reality of your problem the reality of heaven's desire over your life heaven's uh, motive over your life heaven's will over your life sometimes we uh, suffer so much and we go through so much pain and sometimes we even see lack in certain areas of our life and then we make a theology out of our lack our father has taught us this in detail so i'm just trying to rewind and revise some of those points don't ever make a theology out of your experience you know i grew up in a home where i didn't have everything that i needed i didn't have all my uh, physical needs met in fact uh, for us to be able to give to god when we would have to give an offering to a pastor or a leader we would have to actually sacrifice on the money we've kept in the house to buy milk to buy some basic groceries and when a man of god would come home we would take that money that has been saved up to buy groceries and we would give it to the man of god and so many times my mom wouldn't even express that this is this is the money kept for that and later on i would get to know wait that was the money you know when we don't have enough resources in the house we'll understand okay that was the money that she had kept and growing up in a home like that growing up around lack uh, i i made it my theology to just believe that god wants us to be poor that god wants us to not have money in our life so that that money is uh, wrong and that it can be a temptation and so i would constantly preach against money and i would preach against anybody who is rich and uh, you know that verse in the bible that says it is easier for a camel to walk through the eye of a needle than 
for a rich person to to enter into the kingdom of heaven i i had i would just take everything uh, according to my experience and i would preach that till the time i had an encounter of the real riches of heaven i'm telling you god is too big god is too rich and i'm glad that you know that i've gotten to walk with dad for the last uh, uh, 12 years now 12 to 13 years now and i've seen i've seen how dad walks and i've seen how he serves god and i i still remember one day i was uh, you know I, this is back in the day when i just started spending time with dad and asked him to mentor me uh, back in those days when dad was still in bangalore and i asked uh, him a question i said i want to buy this particular device and and he said uh, why do why do you want to buy this why do you want to do this why don't you believe for the best uh, see how god has you know taken care of my need that same can happen to you and i said uh, you know that's that's not possible you're a well known preacher you, you know everybody knows you i am nobody I, i didn't even have a church back in the day and i am nobody i nobody knows me why will uh, how can that happen to me and uh, he said this he said see the same god that i serve is the same god you serve and if and if that is true then within a week within a week or uh, i i don't remember the exact time frame that he placed i think it was a few days or a week he said within a week if this is real that you're serving the same god then you're going to be blessed with the same thing and 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 exactly that happened and and i was like wait a minute we serve a real rich god and i don't have to wait till i get to heaven to experience and enjoy all of heaven's pleasures and riches i can tap into that right here on the earth if i can just believe what jesus taught us to pray may your will be done here on earth just as it is in heaven so today as you read these scriptures that god says look my home is now among my people and i will live with them and they will be my people i myself will be with them and i will wipe away every tear from their eyes and there will be no more death or sorrow or crying or pain and all these uh, things are things of the past can you believe for these things in your life today that it can you can experience a glimpse of it i'm not saying we will ever experience perfection but that that we can experience such great levels of god's presence in our life we can experience such great levels of his riches physical riches manifest in our physical bank accounts our businesses our uh, employments wherever whatever we do we can see those riches manifest we can see his grace come through for us here on the earth we can truly believe for that and we can truly tap into it i am hoping that some of you will uh, really take it up as a challenge and pursue god's grace to uh, to experience heaven here on the earth not just when you get to eternity but to experience that heaven here on the earth and may that may that pursuit bring you 
victories beyond your wildest imaginations may that pursuit heal you from uh, from cancers that are that are fatal yeah may that pursuit heal you from depression that no nobody has thought you could be healed overnight from chronic depression or or mental health condition because god is not just healing your body he is also healing your soul every tear every tear he is wiping it away uh, because of his presence among us so may you experience that level of instant breakthrough see when we get to heaven it's not going to be like a gradual process of healing right may you experience that instant suddenly blessing in your life today as you pursue the things that heaven is waiting for what 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 we are waiting for to see in heaven may you experience that here on earth that is my heartbeat for you that's my cry for you that's my prayer for you and me that in this season we will see that happen and it goes on to say in verse 5 of revelation chapter 21 thank you for your comments keep it coming I, i'm reading them and and i'm praying that the grace of god will overflow over every person that is agreeing with me you know when you express a desire and when you express something saying okay this is something that i want to tap into i want to believe for you 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 can take it in writing that god is acknowledging that fact heaven is coming in agreement with your prayers and your comments today so so there is a divine release happening as you comment and as you agree with us amen wow beautiful let's read verse 5 it says and the one sitting on the throne said look i am making everything new everything i am making everything new so that in when when god says everything that means everything everything there's going to be nothing like i told you earlier in the thousand year reign we are still going to have a united states of america and india uh, and australia or a canada but in this uh, new heaven and new earth everything is going to be new that is what the father is doing he is making everything brand new everything so the old has gone everything that we stood on everything that we relied on uh, everything will be wiped away even to the extent that some of the memories of what you went through all the pain that you went through all of them will be wiped away and he will make everything brand new so all of these promises are things that are going to happen in the way distant future but we can also tap into it here on earth if we believe the prayer that Jesus prayed and taught us to pray let your will be done here on earth as it is in heaven so when we get to that side and in heaven we see that he's going to make everything new we can expect and pray for that right now saying god will you please make everything new in my marriage in my career in my business do everything new give me a fresh start give me a new beginning every morning help me to uh, enjoy the new mercies that you're you're giving for me you know for god it 
you know it's not something new that he is doing at this point it may be it may look like us for us it may look like oh wow everything has become new but for god all of this that we are seeing uh, or reading through it has already happened god is outside of time right so all of this has already happened in god's uh, economy in god's uh, understanding and perspective of time and we can experience that right now here when we tap into it everything becoming new then he said to me write this down for what i tell you is trustworthy and true this is now god speaking to john and he's uh, this is in fact uh, the father who is saying this it says and the one sitting on the throne said look i am making everything new so the father is the one who said i am making everything new and the father is now speaking to apostle john and he's telling john write this down for what i tell you is trustworthy and true so see we read the book of revelation in chapters but uh, for apostle john it was one long vision from chapter 1 to chapter 22 it was one long vision which he just wrote down and this it was in in obedience to this particular commandment he received from the father the father said hey what i'm speaking to you right now it is trustworthy what i am showing you right now it is true it is reliable it is something you can bank upon and so why don't you take some time to write this down and i hope that this will be prophetic for many people that in this season you are going to become intentional to write down everything that the father is speaking it get it could be something in your personal times it could be something that you received during your uh, sunday live streams when our father uh, our dad he's he brings the word when the prophetic word comes to us every weekend uh, that you would make it a point to write it down because whatever god speaks it is trustworthy it is something we can bank upon it is something we can stand upon and it is true when god speaks it is not something that he is going to change from he is not like a man that he would lie that when he speaks it is a done deal he it is something that is trustworthy and it is something that you can stand upon and he also said it is finished it is done it is completed it is this is it we have you know because i have created because i have made all things new it's done it's over i am the alpha and the omega i am the beginning and the end to all who are thirsty i will give freely from the springs of the water of life and verse 7 it says all who are victorious will inherit all these blessings and i will be their god and they will be my children so you you would almost see this parallel because this is the same thing that jesus said in revelation chapter 
that I am the Alpha and the Omega, the beginning and the end. Now the Father is saying the exact same things because he's saying, what I tell you is trustworthy and true. And so write it down. And now it is finished. It is done. It is completed. What I began, it is completed. Jesus, uh, you know, when he would, when he was writing through Apostle Paul in the book of Philippians, he said it like this, uh, the good work that Jesus has begun in you, it will come to a fulfillment. It will come to a finishing point. It will come to a completion. Then now here the father is saying it is done. It is over. It is finished. We have finally reached that point when everything that we were trying to do, everything that you had been destined for, it is done. It is finished. It has come to its fruition. It's come to its point of bearing fruit. It is finished because I am the Alpha and I am also the Omega. I am the beginning and the end. So what God is saying is, hey, I was there in the beginning. In Genesis chapter 1, I was the beginning. And here it is finished. Everything is done. And I am still here. I am the beginning and the end. The, from the beginning to the end, I am. I am who I am. I am uh, the God of all history. So in our lives, we need to apply this constantly. Just say, God, you are the Alpha and you are the Omega. You are the beginning and you are the end in every area of my life. It cannot be that the enemy is the Alpha of any area of my life. <laughs> and it cannot be that the enemy is the Omega of any area of my life. He he may sometimes be between the Alpha and the Omega, but he can never be the Alpha or the Omega. See, if you read the book of Job, you will see this in a very beautiful way, where uh, you, you, you don't see, you know, the devil being the one who initiated the conversation about Job. It was in fact God who initiated the conversation about Job to the devil saying, Have you noticed my servant Job? God was the alpha in the conversation from the beginning. God was the one who was interested in Job's life. You know, it was God who pointed uh, the devil to Job. <laughs> it was never the devil's idea. It was God's idea to bless Job double. He was the alpha in Job's life. And he, in fact, if you read the last chapter of the book of Job, you will also see how God was still the omega, the end, the beginning and the end. So that's true about your life. That is true about your family. That is true about everything that we see around us. He's there in the beginning and he's going to be there at the end. The process is sometimes things and places and people that we have to bear with. The people that we have to sometimes ignore, people that we need to sometimes love and sometimes serve, sometimes even keep away from. The process may encounter a lot of demons and challenges and, and all these things. But remember this, dear child of God, he is the Alpha and he will be the Omega. He, he was there in the beginning. It says that that God was the one who thrust us into our mother's arm. In Psalm 86, it says, we, we 
he was there from the very beginning he was there uh, just watching over us just making sure that every tiny cell of our body our mind our spirit it forms in the fashion that he wants he was there at the beginning of our creation then he will be there all the way till the very end and and you will meet him you and i we will be like him we will experience everything that he has in store for us even at the end so continue to remain faithful because he is the alpha and he is the omega the beginning and the end it says to all who are thirsty i will give freely from the springs of the water of life in other words even today god is looking for people that are thirsty he is not looking for people that are talented not looking for people that are very spiritual he is not looking for people that are extremely able he is looking for people that are thirsty this is something that we will get to do into eternity see our our uh, tears can be wiped away but we will still have that ability to desire for more of god isn't that amazing that every human desire everything that is going to be temporary every ability that is temporary it'll be wiped away because god will make everything new there'll be no need for the old things in the new world and the new earth, new heaven and the new earth and yet there is going to be this thirst that you and i have today in our hearts that thirst can be so beautifully catered to even in this life and even in the next that thirst that thirst is eternal because god is still looking for that thirst even in eternity it says anybody that is thirsty i will give freely from the springs of the water of life anybody that is thirsty see adam and eve they didn't need to be hungry or thirsty because they lived in this perfect world they didn't eat because of a need they ate because they liked it or they wanted it or they enjoyed it they didn't eat because they needed to eat right so that'll be the same thing about us we will not need anything physical but when we are talking about thirst it's something much more deeper much more greater it's it's a spiritual thirst it is not a physical thirst we are talking about because we will not have any need physically speaking but spiritually we will still need god for the rest of eternity that you would have walked with god for another 5 million years and still there is room for more and still there could be even more greater thirst to get to know him and to walk with him and to experience him that is the glory of the infinitude that we can find in god it says to all that thirst i'm going to give them freely with not nothing nothing holding back nothing i will give freely from the springs of the water of life This is the presence of the Holy Spirit that we will be drinking from for all eternity. Every time we come to the Father with thirst, 
he will pour out his holy spirit upon us he will allow us to partake of the water of life he will allow us to freely receive from the springs of the water of life verse 7 all who are victorious will inherit all these blessings and i will be their god and they will be my children so today the mandate upon us is that we live we lead a victorious life here on earth god has not called us to live defeated lives god has called us to live victorious life that victorious life is possible only if we trust in jesus if we trust in our own ability to be victorious you can write it down you can take it from me uh, that is not possible because the only way to victory the only way to true eternal life is through jesus everything else is uh, temporary everything else is uh, something that will fade away as we die as we leave our earthly life but the eternal things are the ones that we will receive in and through jesus he is the door jesus said i am the door you cannot come into this except through me i am the door i am the door of the sheepfold unless you go through me you cannot experience what god the father has in store for you so he says when he says all who are victorious this is what he meant all who are willing to submit themselves to the lordship of jesus why is it that we need this lordship of jesus it's because without jesus we cannot live holy without jesus we cannot live pure without jesus we cannot live to please the father it is only through our faith in jesus that we are able to please the father and if we do put our faith in jesus and live for him we will become victorious we will become more than conquerors through christ jesus who loves us and those kind of people this is what will happen to them they will inherit all the blessings everything heaven is full of blessings for eternity we will be inheriting all the blessings and i will be their god and they will be my children and here we'll finish with this warning in verse 8 but cowards unbelievers the corrupt the murderers the immoral those who practice witchcraft idol worshipers and all liars their fate is in the fiery lake of burning sulfur which is the second death uh, and we spoke about this before how there is two deaths there is a first death which is a physical death and there is a second death which is the lake of fire which is a eternal and a second death you know and there is two types of resurrection there is first resurrection which happens to us when jesus comes back and there is a second resurrection that will happen when the father will cause all things to come back from the sea from the land from the grave the death everybody that has died they will be resurrected towards judgment and those that there are willing to receive jesus they will be part of the first resurrection and jesus the bible says blessed are they that are part of the first resurrection for the second death 
will not have any power over them because there is a second death coming which is the lake of fire right and the bible says those that have been part of the first resurrection the second death will have no power over them and it is over these kind of people that the second death will have power over it's the cowards those that live a fearful life fearing for their future fearing for their immediate circumstances fearing about people do you know that fear is a sin jesus he constantly taught us to not be anxious about our tomorrow he says cowards that will be the that's the first category of people that are going to be thrown into the lake of fire so when we exercise fear we cannot parallelly exercise our faith in god and you may be wondering can't a child of god uh, you know be normal and be like everybody else and and have fear no it you cannot be a child of god and constantly continue to practice your fear now i understand that we can have sometimes we can have mental health conditions or issues but today you have the grace to overcome everything in Christ Jesus every fear can be wiped away Jesus said hey wait a minute do not let these things trouble you trust in me believe in me believe in my father believe in what we are doing for you because we've gone i'm going to create i'm going to make a home for you a place for you to live with me for eternity so don't let fear take over your life you know we're living in a time when there is a lot of pandemic and and people are getting sick all around us and we're hearing news that are bad day after day i want you to live without fear because those that fear the their places in the lake of fire their places you know going to be in the second death you and i we believe in jesus so there cannot be any fear in our hearts in our minds the second category is unbelievers <laughs> so when you are a coward you will automatically be an unbeliever and that would lead you to be corrupt the corrupt the ones that have defiled there is no purity there is no sincerity no integrity the corrupt the murderers those that are not mindful of their relationships they speak whatever they speak they do whatever they want to do in their relationships they are murderers you know jesus said it like this he said if you hate your brother you are a murderer if you uh, are going to uh, speak a word that is hurtful to your to your brother then it's it's equivalent to stabbing him so don't do that it's not just about physically killing somebody it's much much more than that a child of god a person that is truly saved would not want to live a lifestyle of fear of disbelief of corruption of uh, hurting other people he says the immoral those who practice witchcraft those who are idol worshipers those who are liars those who don't watch what they speak yeah, all of these categories of people it says their fate is in the fiery lake of burning sulfur So this is representative of people that do not truly trust in Jesus. But thank God for you and I that are trusting in Jesus. Because when we trust in Jesus, we can be victorious 
when we trust in jesus the bible says we will inherit all these blessings and and that god will be our father and we will be his children for eternity he will he is our alpha and our omega and that when we are thirsty he will freely give us springs of the water of life wow i i i just hope that this time of reading god's word and studying it it has brought life into certain areas of your mind and your spirit and together we want to pursue to become more and more like how god created us to be this week as we pursue as we go a little more further we want to embrace everything can we pray this together wherever you are say lord let your will be done in my life as it is in heaven as it is in heaven just just declare that area of your life where you want heaven's will to be done it could be a marriage it could be a physical sickness it could be a an emotional breakthrough that you're waiting for it could be a mental health condition it could be a, a relationship issue some some places where there are tears constant tears just declare this together just write it in the comments with us and let's believe for every person that is doing this say lord let your will be done in my marriage in my church in my city in my nation as it is in heaven so let it be in bangalore as it is in heaven so let it be in uh, my church so let it be in my marriage so let it be come on for a few minutes let's just make our declarations public and let's just declare let's just invite heaven's grace over our lives tonight yes don't miss this opportunity let's tap into everything that the father is showing us and revealing to us tonight holy spirit we thank you for the springs of water of life thank you that wherever this word goes there is water there is a river there is life and there's no judgment there is freedom there is no condemnation but there is this true a conviction of the reality of Jesus Christ thank you holy spirit for your freedom is being released over our confessions today we love you we yield ourselves to you lord we yield ourselves to you you are mighty you're glorious you're beautiful in all your ways we commit ourselves to you god in jesus mighty name we pray amen Dear friends you are truly blessed do not stop living for Jesus even for a tiny minute the days are few we have very less time let us do our best let's give our best in order to serve God and live for his glory here on the earth thank you one more time for tuning in uh, let us know what is the one thing that you've been learning in this series and and we'd love to know that in the comments below take a moment to like share comment you know in fact if there is a friend who needs to hear what god has do- done and what he's doing in our lives today then make sure to share this video with them and uh, continue to uh, seek god and we will um, look forward to seeing each and every one of you in the sunday morning live stream uh, from our father's heart 
when we worship together from different places and we receive what God is speaking, the prophetic now word that the Father is sending us, uh, we will look forward to having all of you join along with us and together let us look forward to receiving what God will speak to us this coming weekend. Have a blessed and a beautiful time. Stay under the mighty hand of God.